Welcome to Daily Defining Moments. This is Pastor Allen, and I'm so glad you're with me. Our goal each day is to help you open your Bible and connect with Jesus. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We're reading through the New Testament portion of the one-year Bible in the New Living Translation. Today is December 20th, and our reading comes from Revelation chapter 11 in the first 19 verses. Beginning in verse 1, John says this, Then I was given a measuring stick, and I was told, Go and measure the temple of God and the altar and count the number of worshipers. These are believers inside the temple who are still faithful to God, but do not measure the outer court for it's been turned over to the nations, to the unbelievers. They will trample the holy city for 42 months. So what we're describing here is at the middle of the tribulation. So the tribulation period is a seven year period. And after 42 months in the middle of the tribulation period, the antichrist declared himself to be God. So this is marking the middle point And from this point on, you've got the two witnesses. So watch this. Verse three, I'll give power to my two witnesses and they will be clothed in burlap and will prophesy during those 1260 days. So during the second three and a half years of the seven year tribulation on the earth, while all those judgments that we've been reading about are poured out on the earth during that second half of the tribulation, you'll have two witnesses who are there at the temple witnessing to everybody who has come to actually worship the Antichrist. And the witnesses are there to give witness that Jesus is the true king. These two prophets are the two olive trees and the two lampstands that stand before the Lord of all the earth. If anyone tries to harm them, fire flashes from their mouths and consumes their enemies. This is how anyone who tries to harm them must die. They have power to shut the sky so that no rain will fall for as long as they prophesy. And they have the power to turn the rivers and oceans into blood and to strike the earth with every kind of plague as often as they wish. And most people believe the two witnesses are Moses and Elijah, and the world can't conquer them. God has supernaturally protected them, given them supernatural power so that they can witness all through the tribulation period during the second half of the tribulation period. Now, one of the things I love about that is that in the world, even though the Antichrist is on the scene, and even though the world is is trying to worship him and deceived by him, God is faithful to keep a witness in the world desperately pleading with people to turn to Jesus. Now, verse seven, when they complete their testimony, so at the end of their three and a half years, at the end of the tribulation period, the beast, the Antichrist, comes up out of the bottomless pit, will declare war on them, and will conquer them and kill them. Their bodies will lie in the main street of Jerusalem, the city that is figuratively called Sodom and Egypt, the city where the Lord was crucified. And for three and a half days, all people, tribes, languages, and nations will stare at their bodies. Now that's something That wouldn't have even been possible until modern times. So the Antichrist will kill the two witnesses. They will be on the street in Jerusalem, and the whole world will be able to see it. The news, the media will be there. Everybody will have their smartphones there. And everybody around the world will be able to watch what is happening. And they will believe. They will believe that these two prophets are actually false prophets, Because they believe in the Antichrist, but the witnesses are there to say, no, Jesus is the true king. Well, finally, the Antichrist will kill them. And when they're dead, everybody will celebrate because they will think the two witnesses are actually evil 
when the truth is they're good. And for three and a half days, they'll lay in the streets. Everybody will celebrate their death, even exchange gifts to celebrate their death. Watch what it says about that. For three and a half days, all peoples will stare at their bodies. No one will be allowed to bury them. And all the people who belong to this world will gloat over them and give presents to each other to celebrate the death of the two prophets who tormented them. But after three and a half days, God breathed life in them and they stood up. So he will resurrect them from the dead. Then a loud voice from heaven that everybody can hear will say, come up here. And they rose to heaven. They ascended in a cloud as their enemies watched, just like Jesus ascended from the earth in Acts chapter one. Well, at the same time, there's a terrible earthquake that destroyed a tenth of Jerusalem. 7,000 people die in that earthquake and everyone was terrified and they begrudgingly give glory to God in heaven. So when God raises them from the dead and they're caught up into heaven and all of a sudden this earthquake hits, 7,000 people die, a tenth of the city falls and the people have to admit that God is the one true God. Verse 14, the second terror is passed, but now look, a third terror is coming quickly. And the angel blew the seventh trumpet. So now the seventh trumpet judgment. And there were loud voices shouting in heaven, the world has now become the kingdom of our Lord and his Christ. So they are coordinating Jesus, king of the earth. So at the end of the tribulation period, Jesus will come and begin reigning on the earth for a thousand years. And here they're celebrating the kingdom, the coming of the Lord Jesus to establish his millennial reign. So the world has now become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Christ, and he will reign forever and ever. And the 24 elders sitting on their thrones before God fell with their faces to the ground and worshiped him and said, we give thanks to you, Lord God, the Almighty, the one who is and who was and always was. For now you have assumed your great power and have begun to reign. So now Jesus is beginning to reign on the earth. It's at the end of the tribulation. The millennial reign is beginning. Verse 18, the nations were filled with wrath, but now the time of your wrath has come. It is time to judge the dead and reward your servants, the prophets, as well as your holy people and all who fear your name from the least to the greatest. It is time to destroy all who have caused destruction on the earth. Then in heaven, the temple of God was opened and the ark of his covenant could be seen inside the temple. Lightning flashed, thunder crashed and roared. And there was an earthquake and a terrible hailstorm. So the temple is opened. We see the ark of the covenant and it just represents all of the promises and the covenants of God. And Jesus has come to reign on the earth over his enemies and to bring peace on earth. And so Jesus is establishing the millennial reign. That is the beginning of his reign here on earth. Man, this is all so exciting, right? It's going to be awesome to get to see all of this unfold. Well, let's just pray together. Father, we thank you again for what we're reading and just to know that you are sovereign over the kingdoms of men. God, we know that the Antichrist will come and establish his reign and, and for seven years will terrorize the earth at the middle point of that seven years. He will declare that he is God and then these witnesses will come to, to give testimony to Jesus, the true king. 
And after three and a half years, they'll die, but you will raise them from the dead. And it gives us assurance in the same way we will be resurrected from the dead. We will receive a glorified body. We will rule and reign with you forevermore. At the end of the tribulation, you will establish your reign, a reign of peace a reign of justice, a reign of righteousness over all the earth where all the kingdoms and the kings of the earth will have to acknowledge that you are Lord and God. Every knee will bow, every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Amen. Man, I'm so excited. Man, we long for the coming of our King Jesus. Well, thanks for being with me today. I hope that encourages you. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We'll see you again tomorrow.